This is the MFG Cast. everybody, Kurt from the MFG cast here again, Gen Con 2019, and we're here with Bruce Vogue from North Star Games, but also Party Gamecast. A few of you may have heard of it before. Oh my come goodness. On. Come on. You know, so this has been a good day for me, I'm going to tell you. I've had a lot of people doing research today. Nice. I never expected. Multiple people know multiple projects I've done, which is, it's touching. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. It's always good. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for oh, taking the time to just care. That's well, the, awesome. Well, the thing is, is I've heard the podcast before, but for some reason I've never seen your face. So then, I, it's because I have a face for radio. So then, as I'm listening to like different things, trying to study up for you, yep. I see your face and I go, I know that voice. It's part of Gamecast. I've heard What the Food a million times. So you know what? This is going to be fun because now I get to meet someone that I'm a fan of. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That's that's a, a lot of compliments. And I was telling people say, I'm not great at taking compliments, so I'm suddenly gonna say, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's perfect. Uh, you now have proof, I think, I think you're proof that we have like 89 uh, listeners to the party game cast. So it feels good. I'm sure it's a lot more than that. Okay. But so. I can only prove 89. I can only prove things I can see. That is true. I've seen like 89. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That's perfect. So, you know, with working with, you know, with seeing North Star Games, like, we've been here a couple of times now. Yep. And back when North Star was kind of like just pushing out this small game called Evolution, yep. you know, and, and you know, it looked phenomenal, and it was one of those that you were like, God, I, you know, I really hope this kind of... You know, takes off and it has. Yeah. But now, North Star is not just Evolution and the other stuff that's come out. You know, after that. But yeah, now we, it's we make a lot of different games. That's right. It's a thing that we do. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like ha- Happy Salmon has been a phenomenon, international phenomenon, if you may. Oh yeah. No. Happy Salmon. I have to say in my job because when I started here, it wasn't taking press appointments. It was, hey Bruce, you're with us, but why don't you just tour everywhere and just be a demo person? And demoing Happy Salmon is like being able to show someone a rainbow in your hands. Like you just open your hands up and people marvel. Yeah. Um, it's the only game, and I hate to say it because it sounds kind of crass when you talk about sales yeah. in these cases, but it's the only game, I did a demo one time and sold 102 copies in one demo. Wow. I've never seen anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong, people were buying them at 25 at a time for things they needed to do with them, yeah. but still, it's an incredible number 
Because it was like, I'll take 25, I'll take 25. Let me give it one. I'll take one, two, let me take 25 more. And it's just, you're like, wow. It's so cool to do. Because I don't know, have, you, have either of you done game demos for companies before? Is that, or do you just always kind of show up as an yeah, awesome we always, person? We always show up and just let everyone else do all the work. I understand. So normally when you do a game demo, if you're really uh, exceptionally good at game demos, yeah. you'll sell one, maybe two in a demo. I have sold everyone playing a game of Happy Salmon and then the whole ring watching a game of Happy Salmon. <laughs> because it's, it's such a phenomenon. Yeah, As you've said, yeah, it's an international yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. And it's just so cool to be a part of it. It's so yeah. cool to be with a company that makes that and then also makes Wits and Wagers, which is a game I love a lot. Yeah, exactly. See, I have a feeling it has something to do with your personality. It may be, but I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen everyone do it because it's just such a cool game. But I remember when we were here, when did it, Happy Salmon come out? Was that maybe the first year? we were at Gen Con? That was maybe four years ago, I think. Oh, yeah, no. so then so that was probably the first ago. year because I remember we could hear people hooting yeah. and hollering and I was like, what are they doing over there? Because they'd be like, what? And you could see people like all around going crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the, uh, Let me tell you, everybody with a booth near us loves that. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, their I'm favorite sure. thing. I'm sure. <laughs> Who gets all the time? We'll get all the time. Everyone else well, gets the Well, between playing Happy residuals. Salmon or like the booth playing Jock Jams next door or something, maybe? No, that would be awesome. Yeah. If only I haven't been. So I haven't been here for Jock Jams. I do no, know. I oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I had a dream that at some point we would set up like a giant cage and be able to have like a game in it so it looked like a pickup basketball game. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I don't know what game, but I want some game where we do that. Uh, we also had Dude last year. Which yeah. was yeah. a little bit of that because the Spiel guys are real mad at me because apparently all of their Spiel coverage, and I, you know the Spiel, they're usually talking about, they're not always talking about super serious topics, but sometimes some serious topics. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're covering, I think the one I did with them this year was mental health and board games. Oh, yeah. Very important. But that's happening each year. Dude, 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 <laughs> dude, while they're doing that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a thing. People, people love. Yeah. So I, have a, I, I actually have an idea for that. So I think what you should do you do happy salmon but instead of the happy salmon rules you make it a wrestling ring and then you make it wrestling moves so, so then someone has to do that people have been talking about that <laughs> they were talking about that it should be a hot tag nice. but too sweet yeah, and yeah. we were trying to work on what the rest of the the things would be nice we had the hot tag and the too sweet ready to go very nice i'm hoping in the day ever comes that we start licensing it yeah. that we can get you know like wwe or aew <laughs> slamming salmon that's right that's yeah. right that's right it's perfect so, so we're talking about dreams that will never come true, but maybe they will. But let's talk about some things that are dreams come true right now. Some of the awesome things that you've got that you're selling and that you're promoting and that you're pushing. And God, now I'm losing my voice. That okay, is a heck of a segue. You drove that car all the way down to the end of the street did a three-point turn and came back. And I appreciate it. Let's talk about the stuff that we have that we're selling. Uh, first, we have the Herb Witches. Very limited supply here, but when you were listening to this, uh, when will they be listening to this? Uh, very soon. Okay, so I can accept very soon. Okay. Uh, so when you're hearing this, it will be in stores mid to late September. We had a okay. very limited number here at Gen Con. Some may say an unfortunately limited number here <laughs> at Gen Con. Um, but it'll be in your stores soon. Here's all the things it does. It gives you a fifth player. Oh my goodness, Bruce. We were so mad we couldn't play with five. We never understood. Well, you can now. 
Secondly, it gives you books. It gives you a library full of books. Everything has two new sides now. This also includes the uh, Death's Head Hawkmaw. The black one that only had one power now has two new powers. There's an overflow bowl. It kind of fits on the side of your bowl, and when you go off the end of your spoon, because people say to me, Bruce, all the time they say, Bruce, we went off the edge of the spoon, and I say, you're a liar. I've done a hundred demos, and I've seen two people do it. But, oh my God, every time we go off the edge of the spoon. Okay, fine. Now there's a bowl there. You're going to keep putting your chips in there. You no longer get your book powers Which is once good. they go in there. Yep. But for all the chips you have in there, you're going to get the value halved, and you're going to get that in points. So we now have an answer for what you're going to do with that. Definitely. Um, we also have just gigantic pumpkins, just huge, go a holy gourd. Just there's six pumpkins now. They cost I think 22 if I remember correctly. Um, now you have a one pumpkin and a six pumpkin. Just a just a huge, just a huge pumpkin. Well, if you're gonna have herb witches, of course you're gonna have huge pumpkins. Just Come on, huge. Pumpkin. Huge pumpkin. Absolutely. You are also going to have, let me, I work my way, oh yeah, you're going to have a loco weed. So loco weed is a new element. It sort of looks like um, a holly berry. Okay. Uh, I do this joke every time. Not halle berry, but holly berry. <laughs> every time. Makes me happy every time. Yeah. Probably um, just as beautiful, I'm guessing. I'm sure. Um, so it has no value printed on it. The value is determined by the power on the book. One side, it is your rat tails plus one to a maximum of four, so you can tank the game, go long in uh, in loco weed, and then use that to spin around the the, the dialect prayer wheel. Oh, nice. On um, the other side, it's a joker. It looks at whatever your most recent colored chip is, and it copies it. Yeah, of course. So you've heard all this. The thing, but Bruce, I can tell, I can see it in your eyes. But Bruce, <laughs> why is it called the herb witches? You have not talked about witches. No. There are also witches. There's what? There's there are three witches. You're going to start the game with three uh, witch pennies, a, a gold, a silver, and a copper. You'll be able to use each one once to pay one of the witches to help you, or to pay each of the witches to help you. Um, at the end of the game, if you still have the coins, they're worth one point apiece. So we would really like you to use them. <laughs> the witches do all kinds of uh, absurd things. They say, hey, remember how you could spend your uh, tonic to throw that last white chip back in the bag? Well, now if you pay the witch, you can use that to throw your last two white chips back in the bag. Nice. I know. <laughs> I know. I agree. Uh-huh. Logan, you're speechless. Uh... Yep, that says it all. Exactly. Okay, Logan. So remember how when you were uh, when you were going to use your your tonic your bottle, uh, you can only use it if you haven't busted yet. If you haven't gone over the number of white chips. Yep. Well now one of the witches says, "Hand me your witch penny, and I will let you spend it, even if you've boiled over." Nice. I know. Nice. I know, right? Amazing. There's also another one, and I don't remember which penny does which thing. Um, one of the witches says, "Hey, buy one get one free." Uh, hand me your penny, whatever you bought, just take another one of the same. One of the witches says, hey, give me your penny, take the number of rubies you have, add two to it, and you get another buy turn with those. Another one says, whatever level of points you've stopped at for the turn, so when you're late in the game you get to like 12 points, take that in rubies as well. Another one says, hand me your penny, and instead of things costing you two rubies, right now they cost you one ruby. And then the one that I think is the, the most ridiculous is, so one of the rules of the game, and I know you know this, is that you're not allowed to look in your bag. Yep. Not at all. You can feel in nope. your bag, nope. you can't look in it. Uh, this witch says, hand me your penny, dump your bag out, look through it, and for all of these certain chips, I'll give you two points apiece, and then put them back in your bag. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. 
I know that's that's awesome, isn't it? See? Wow, that was shocking. Did I get a tongue pop and love? Is that what I just got? Are we in a drag show? What are we doing? Am I supposed to hand you a one dollar bill or something? What is going on? It feels good. I like it. I like you. You're awesome. So it does all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you should spin them once each or four of each witch. You're gonna shuffle them up and deal one out. So there's gonna be one of each witch in the game. So as much variability as there is in this game, there's even more nice. uh, looking at the witches. It's just all kinds of cool stuff. Um, cool. It's $34.99. It's gonna be in stores uh, mid to late September. Perfect, which yeah. is, it's already August. So you're it's not- It's already August. Yeah, so guess what? You can wait a few. Absolutely, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> then we- <laughs> He's an udder. Indeed. Um, and we also we have a giant stack of games here. Uh, we have the Taverns of Tiffenthal, which are playing behind us. It's the new Wolfgang Warsh. It's a mix of deck building and dice drafting, where you own your own bar. You can upgrade it. It's got a cool little puzzle board where you can flip things over. That's going to be coming out in Q4 this year, so sometime between roughly September and roughly December. Uh, we also have Oceans. Uh, Oceans is our new evolution game. That's right. Do you already know about evolution? Let's. Well, you know what? I do, but let's tell everyone else about it. Okay, so Evolution is our incredibly popular and famous card game where you run through the evolution of the species. That's right. Um, and you do this by collecting food. You collect food by getting traits that are going to help evolve your particular species. And you play cards to make the uh, the evolution work. And it's really very much a game about the interconnectivity of ecosystems. We had an oceanographer work with us on oceans, and at first we were like, hey, we'd just like an expansion. And the oceanographer said, not possible, because the ocean and the land are way different. They meet each other at the coast, but you're never going to see a giraffe and a whale in the same place other than a zoo. So you can't, in a game, if you're trying to be scientifically accurate, put them near each other. Nice, I like that. So we said, okay, the ocean's a completely different game. It works basically the way that evolution is. You're going to see things that work, um, but they are way different games. Nice. In evolution, the riddle of evolution, and if you disagree, by all means, please take the time to tell me is how do I get as many species out as possible yeah. so I can get as many cards in my hand so I can use that currency to keep my engine moving. The riddle of oceans is how do I feed all of these species when I only get one feeding turn? Uh, everything in oceans can attack. You don't need a carnivore card uh, because really 40,000 small fish can take down a whale if they're just determined and they have enough moxie. <laughs> And because it works that way, unless you hyper-specialize as a predator or you hyper-specialize as a filter feeder, you can always attack and you can always sort of pull from the reef. Um, the game also has fish that move through the ocean that are your resources. So sometimes you're playing cards to sort of um, manipulate the resource pile and move it to different places as well. Uh, just some really cool stuff. It has an 11-trait deck called The Surface. The Surface is basically what you're used to out of an evolution game. Balances on the head of a pin, art by Kathy Hamilton who did all the rest of the art. Uh, super cool, you can play it, you can learn about it game after game. But right now gamers don't really want that. Gamers would like things to be just a little unbalanced a lot, so it isn't really unbalanced. So we made a deck of 100 cards called The Deep. Each one of them has different art. That may not be true, most of them have different art. Uh, and they do all kinds of stuff where you can, the, the, the surface is everything is scientifically accurate. The Deep is, what we know, what we think we might know, and what will never exist. Yeah. So it's everything from like the Cavitation Boy, which if you've ever seen, I think it's an oatmeal cartoon about that beautiful, beautiful shrimp 
that can move its arms and boil the water in front of it and kill anything. Uh, that's what a cavitation bullet is, essentially it's shooting that. You can get that. You can get bubble nets, which are real. You can also get sparkles. That's not real. That's not real at all. You can get a card called Go Fish. It looks like a bunch of the fish, like dogs playing poker, but just like it's our fish playing a card game. Um, one of them is the Kraken. There's a Kaiju. There's, and all of these, you can get them in your hand. You have to pay fish out of your bags. You have to pay points to be allowed to play them, to bring them into the game, but they can do some amazing things. Awesome. That will be coming out, um, if this is real fast, Monday is the last day this is on Backer Kit. Oh, wow. It will be coming to Backers in November. Okay. It will be coming to the public sometime in January. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that. We've talked about uh, taverns. We've talked about oceans. Wits and Wagers. It's yeah. Vegas, baby. That's right. Our new Wits and Wagers is coming to Target. It, it came out Monday. Awesome. Uh, so it was a Gen Con, Gen Can't co-release. Yep. That's how we're branding it. Feels good. Very nice. Um, if you had the Big Giant Mat, it has a lot of the elements from the Big Giant Mat, but now it's a little bit smaller and more reasonably priced, and you can get it in a Target. Very nice. Um, we've added red, black. We've also added the tracker that we had on the side that you kind of change the values. Wits and Wagers, of course, the game about, uh, it is the trivia game for people who don't like trivia. You start the round, you read a question, it's a number, like what's the weight of Dr. Bruce Banner as the Incredible Hulk? Any guesses? Any idea? No. <laughs> Have you not seen any of the Marvel movies? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, you've seen how big the Hulk is. Yeah. What do you think he weighs? 20,000 pounds. So there you go. Anybody, it works fantastic with young, with old, with all groups, as we just saw. I don't know the answer. All I know is 20,000 is very wrong. I'm just letting you know that. Okay. No, but you tried, and that's what's important. Everybody would write down your answers. You put them on kind of a gambling layout. You'd bet on the answer you think is close without going over. We've done that. We've added some new bets. We've added a really great Vegasy look to it. All the boards look like casino cards, all that great stuff. Uh, and it is now available at your local Target. Uh, go get it. Tell literally everyone you've ever met about. It's awesome. So, wow. There's so much information, I don't know how to store it. I know, I can't. I can't. I can't match it. No, so, don't try. Don't, no, try. I will don't not. hurt yourself. I will don't pull will not. I will not. So, we've got a lot of good information. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Is there any tidbits? Is there any like inside information about stuff that maybe is coming out that we don't know about? That that's this stuff now. Maybe there's something else that's in in the works. Anything else? You're putting me on the spot. I am. I am. Okay. On the spot. Here's what we're gonna do. You can't tell at home. This is about to be a big visual bit, but you're not gonna be able to tell. <laughs> It's in a it's in wow. a container that basically oh. So that is a game you didn't see it, but I have an incredibly intimidating black case I've just opened. <laughs> it has millions. It's like a of Secret dollars. Service case. I know. Millions of dollars. This Ooh. is this is our 2020 release. Very it is nice. called Paint the Roses. Very nice. Paint the Roses is a cooperative deduction game. Uh, you are playing in the Atlas and Wonderland universe. Very cool. You are gardeners working for the Queen of Hearts. Uh, if you know the Queen of Hearts, she doesn't really care much about gardens. She cares about cutting off your head. That's right. So, I'm going to place it down. I'm doing a lot of visual work here because it's the only way I can talk about the game anymore. So you're just going to have to bear with me as I do it. So you are card gardeners. Cardeners, as I like to call uh, And the Queen of Hearts has said, you're going to work on my garden. And I'm going to tell you how I want it built, but if you tell anyone, I'll cut off your head. So you have to communicate with the other gardeners, trying to tell them what her rules are, but you can't talk to them. On the board, you have uh, hex tiles. 
The X tiles are hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades, and they have roses in them that are colored purple, red, yellow, and pink. Every turn, you are going to have a card. They are color to color, color to color, or shape to shape, color to color, shape to shape, or color to shape. Uh, everybody on the team, your whole team can have up to one card that's color to color. So I'll flip one of those over and show you. Okay, perfect. I know this rule. I can't tell anybody what this rule is. Everybody else can freely talk about everyone else's rules. Okay. Uh, I, on my turn, need to take a uh, a bush from the greenhouse and bring it out to show you what my rule is. So I might put it there. Anybody that has rules that match, you can put cubes on the tile equal to the number of tiles touching it that follow your rules. So, you see that my card says color to color, which you can't, it's audio, but I'll tell you my card says color to color, <laughs> and I just placed a red heart next to a pink spade. I would put one cube on it, and that would tell you, well, his card says color to color, it matches one side, there's only one thing I can see, obviously, it's red to pink, yeah. and it's good you would get that, because every single turn we must guess a rule. If we guess it right, our little card gardeners get to move away. If not, the Queen of Hearts, which I'm just going to let you know how is an intimidating plastic figure <laughs> of a Queen of Hearts with an axe in her hand. If we get it wrong, she moves towards us. If the Queen ever gets to us, she chops off our head and the game's over. If we get through one of these, uh, oh, and to win the game, if we fill up the entire board and she gets one more move and she doesn't get us, then that does it and we win the game. However, every time we go through, and you can't see this at home, but there's a, a, a rose gate at 10 points you move through. When you move through, she gets angry, and she gets a new base. The queen is now higher. She also can move more spaces every time to get us. Every time you get through, she's going to keep going. What this means is, it sounds very mathematical when you hear the way it works, but emotionally it feels like this. If you are playing and you are bad at this game, she will kill you in about 10 minutes. <laughs> awesome. If you are good at this game, she will chase you and be on your heels for about 30. <laughs> um, maybe 45. It says in the box 45, so I'm going to say 45. Yeah, nice. um, but she'll be chasing right on your heels. If you think you're going to win and you're pretty sure you've got it, you're, you don't feel like she's a threat anymore, you can try to hot dog and showboat. There is a book, a little journal we're going to include, that gives you sort of a high set of scores. Oh, nice. You can choose to compete to beat the high score if you really think the queen's not going to get you. Nice. This is going to be coming out. It's going to come to Kickstarter in 2020. Um, I have heard there might be like a super ultra mega deluxe version where these are going to be like the Bakelite Azul tiles. Oh, very cool. And she'll be a 3D printed mini maybe. Yeah. And everything will just be just really, really just, just looks as it possibly can be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be coming to Kickstarter in 2020. It will be coming out later in 2020 to all of your local toy and game stores. Uh, the uh, super deluxe version, if it is made, and once again, I've been told it might be a not 100% sure it will be, but if it is, that will be available on our website at northstargames.com. If you're out there and you want to learn more about this game, uh, feel free to go to northstargames.com and join our mailing list. We'd love to have you. That's kind of the easiest way to learn it. Or come on social media at North Star Games, just about anywhere you social media. That's right. And just even looking at the box that you showed us, it's not the deluxe version, but it looks thematically gorgeous. I mean, it is, it is super cool. Yeah. They've really done a great job. That's right. That's right. What's up? Did you say this is PG? Definitely. It's G. It's G-rated. <laughs> I guarantee you. Because okay, so let's you and I have a conversation for a minute. Because I don't I don't know how you've been raised. I don't know how you've grown up. No, no, I don't. Uh, have you seen Looney Tunes cartoons like uh, Bugs Bunny, Wiley Coyote? Okay, so have you ever seen the Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner? No. Okay, but. 
Yeah, the Roadrunner is the one that says beep beep and runs away. Okay. But you've seen, have you seen like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck? Yeah. And Elmer Fudd? You wascally wabbit. I'm hunting wabbits. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you, nothing that this game's talking about is any more uh, inappropriate than uh, Elmer Fudd shooting Bugs Bunny in the face. Uh, I guarantee you, it's not. Does I that, promise you. Does that answer all your questions? Uh, kind of, because it says she will cut off my head. Yeah, yeah but, but well, here's what I'll tell you. Let's take a look in the box with me. There's not a single, like, you see these guys? There isn't another mini with their bleeding torsos <laughs> that you also have. I know, you heard that, and you're like, I can't believe you said the word bleeding torso to me. I get it. It's shocking. We're not going to do it. Uh, what's going to happen is, is this piece that's the queen of hearts is going to move over this piece, and we're going to say, the game's over and we lost. So you're not going to see any of that graphic stuff. We just want you to worry. We want you to be a little scared while you work. We want you to, to have a little bit of stake in the game. We want you to care about the card guards because these represent you. But that's all the more. You're not actually going to see violence. It isn't Quentin Tarantino presents Paint the Roses. You don't get the joke, but for people listening, that's hilarious. That is true. Well, you know, we've been at the hotel. We've been watching a lot of uh, previews for the next It movie, so it's not that either. Oh, oh, this is not. You've seen previews for the It movie, and you're you're trying to check me on the, on the appropriateness of this game? Get out of here. Get, come on. What are we doing here? All right. So I'll, we'll we'll let we'll let Logan uh, stop you from all the grilling that he's been doing. But uh, everything looks awesome. Anytime we've ever dealt with Northside Games, it's always been a lot of fun, and it's always it's been a pleasure meeting you and talking with you. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time for taking part of your Gen Con to come over here. I do appreciate. There's a lot of stuff going on, and taking the kind of time we've taken to make this. Who knows what other thing you could be running after and trying to get? What magic card or hero click could be out there that you so desperately need? What exploding cat or or stuffed dog? or whatever that thing is over at Academy Games. Whatever it is that you might be running after. Whatever uh, pop vinyl skirmish game or whatever. Uh, I appreciate you taking some of that time to come here and spend it with me. Thank you so much. Betcha, no problem. So make sure you go. If, you ha if you're not at Gen Con here, if you haven't been at Gen Con here, make sure you check Northstar. Uh, join their mailing list. Go to NorthstarGames.com. Make sure you check out everything because there's always, it's always a pleasure looking at what they have and dealing with the people there. So until next time, I'm Kurt. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, Kurt here. <laughs> we're here. We're still here at Good Games Publishing. I'm here with Jamie Lawrence. Uh, we're going to be talking about a game that, if you've listened to our podcast, we talk about this game as being a underrated game. It's one of those games that's super fun. Also, kind of super mean <laughs> if you play it right stuff like that but uh it's called unfair and unfair is coming out with an expansion here which it's taken a couple of years to get but i'm super excited about it because we me and mike a guy that we guy that we play this together we've been talking about we've been wanting an expansion for this for a very long time so now it's here so jamie tell us about what exactly the unfair expansion will bring to us yeah look so the first thing that the unfair expansion is going to bring to you is ridiculous replayability. Awesome. Uh, there are now going to be, between the unfair base game and the expansion, you're going to have 10 different theme decks that you can mix and match uh, and play with. 
This expansion gives you aliens, B-movies, dinosaurs and western themes. Uh, and all of those have the same wry humour as Unfair. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've had the good time with the aliens. Not invading, just, you know, coming here and making friends, but sometimes those friends get abducted and are not seen again for some time. Um, dinosaurs rampaging around through parks. They're wonderful for bringing guests in, but occasionally a little bit destructive if you're not careful with them. Uh, the B-movie theme rewards you for building panoramas, uh, which nice. was uh, a feature in the first game that everyone sort of looked at and went, what's that there for? It's cool art, but uh, so uh, now you know. And the Western theme is really cool. It actually is all about having a lot of space in your park. It, uh, it adds, you, adds the ability to add in extra super attractions, so you can have two super attractions running at once. You can have bigger parks with more, uh, more in them. Lots, of, lots going on there. Apart from that, there's also some extra game changes in here. So you were mentioning before that the game can be kind of mean sometimes. Um, but in the base game, we provided some game changes to allow you some variant rules to set it up if you wanted to play it as a much happier game. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and in the expansion, we've done that again. There's a, a half a dozen game changes in here, which not only alter the way that you play in terms of uh, attitude, but also there's just some really interesting variant rules. Uh, tied into the themes as well so that uh, you can really shake up your game and play it the way you want to play it. I like that. Um, yeah, so the Ember expansion should be hitting retail in the next two to three months. It's delivering off Kickstarter now. Uh, we're pretty proud of it. Yeah. I, I, so my question is, and I know everything kind of takes a bit, so, you know, why, why did you decide now after, let's see, was it 2017 or was it 2016? Yeah, it's been two years since the first yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah, okay, okay. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the big answer is playtesting. Um, uh, I gotcha. We have not only been playtesting this, but we've also got another... There's going to be 25 expansions, 25 decks available by the end of Unfair. <laughs> nice. Uh, there won't be an iDeck, because uh, it's confusing with Jay. <laughs> but, uh, but, but 25 different theme decks will be available by the time we're done. Uh, so the next expansion will be hitting Kickstarter sometime in the next year, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, ideally one every year after that. Keep you going for a while. Very nice. That's that's exciting to know because, again, we, we've talked about this, like, we, we've kind of put this back into our rotation because we really enjoy it. Yep. And the fact that it that you're, you're giving stuff... And to tell you the truth, like, even the base game itself, like, there's a lot of replayability there. You can play it forever. And yeah. One of, the, one of the things that was actually really interesting to us when we first put it out there was a lot of reviewers played it once and then sort of said everything about it they felt they had to say yeah. and very often with Unfair your second game is completely different to your first and yeah. your third game is completely different to your second yeah. and you'll find that just as you start to mix in different elements of the game different theme packs uh, and some of those game changes you can come up with so many different games out of Unfair it's amazing yeah exactly so would you say that everybody's opinion of like only a one and done is unfair see what I did there <laughs> yep that's why I do this <laughs> look um Honestly, most of, the feed, most of the feedback we got on the original was pretty good. Oh, okay. um, You know, it's, it, there are a couple, of, a couple of loud voices that said, no, we're not sure about this, but most people really liked it. Yeah. And I think the more that you play it, the more you do like it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I also, I would say it's unfair, because this is a fantastic game, and I'm excited to see what comes up in the future. That's awesome. Cool. Very cool. Well, since I got you on, so we'll talk about fairy yeah, season. Yeah, so. that's so good. This is, this is a good one for everyone to jump in on. So now we're going to find out about fairy season. Okay, so 
fairy season. It's a game where we are goblins. We have gone out into the, into the forest to try and find fairies, stuff into our sack, take back home, shake them down for their fairy dust, which we, with which we're going to make a wicked winter brew. So, every turn we're going to play uh, some cards. So we'll, we'll play a card each, going around the circle. Uh, and you'll see we've got a number of fairies from different seasons. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. On your turn, you have to play a fairy that is either the same season as the previous one, but a higher number, or is any number from the next season of fairy. Okay. So, seasons go in autumn, spring, summer, autumn, winter. It doesn't loop back round, it's only one year. So eventually, someone won't be able to play anymore. They won't be able to go higher, or they won't have the, the next season. Uh, and at that point, in theory, you win the trick. Nice. At the end of the game, all the fairies in your score pile, called your stash, are worth a point each, with a couple of exceptions. So, there is some spice to all this, of course. You can also play goblins. <laughs> of course. Goblins have funky little abilities, like drawing some cards or stealing cards from other players' stashes and using them again. <laughs> uh, and they, they just add a little bit of uh, variance and spice in there. But there's also more. Uh, there's also traps that you can lay to catch fairies. And when you play a trap, the only thing that you can beat it with is another trap, or with one of these royal fairies. There's only four of these in the deck. They're very rare. And if you can manage to stash all four fairy royals, you win on the spot. You shoot the moon. But otherwise, they can be used on anything. Uh, they are they are the breakout of any card free action. Very cool. So uh, they're quite hard to get, but if you can get them, they're great. Very cool. Let's um let's learn to play by playing, Hank. All right, perfect. The best way. Four of them. There are only four of those in the game. Very cool. Not that I expect to get them. <laughs> However. So the first player is the one who most recently ate a mushroom. Does anyone want to nominate themselves? That would be you. Okay. He does not eat mushrooms. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I can start with anything. Start with anything, but it's always nice to get rid of the uh, the spring and summers early if you've got them. Okay. Just because they're hard to play later. And then I follow what's so on the bottom. You follow what's on the bottom. So summer summer two, draw a card. And okay. now you've got to play either a summer that's higher than two or an autumn. Okay. So there's another summer, which is a five, and I draw a card. Cool. Uh, I'm going to play. In play autumn four. So this says draw one and stash one, which means that I get to take one card from my hand, put it straight into my score pile. Nice. Beautiful. So draw one and then put one in your score pile. Remember that fairy score points and fairy royals score two points. They're really good. But uh, the, no, the, the higher ones don't make a difference. Every fairy is worth one point. But the royal fairies, the king, the queen, the prince, and the princess, are worth two points. Okay. So we're playing on autumn seven. In autumn eight. Or a winter, or a pass. Or a goblin, or a trap. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Or I show you all my cards. How about this one? I'm gonna play a what is that? A doppelgoblin. Yep. I so played on a different type of goblin. Replay that goblin, and I did not play it on a goblin. So, so it's good. just a it's just a play. You're all good. Cat. Just yes. Draw. 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 
win as many as you can. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you've got to get more than the other players. Yep. I think I'm going to put the fairy princess on top of that. Okay, so. Oh, sure. Yep. The fairy princess, I'm going to pass. Okay. Now, that means that at this point you'll win that trick and they'll all go into your stash. Sweet. Unless either of you's got a fairy royal that you want to play on top of it to keep going. Nope. Nothing. Ah, so <laughs> they're all mine. You throw those in your sack. Perfect. Everyone who has less than five cards draws back up to five. One. The player who passed goes first in the next round. Perfect. So I'm going to play a spring two, which lets me draw two cards. That's higher than a two. So you're drawing two. I'm going to play a summer five. Okay, play an autumn two. So I get to draw one. And stash one. Stash one. I don't have any of those cards. All right. This guy. I'm going to play a winter seven. That's a pretty high one. Just lets me stash one card. So, can you go over the top of that? Or a trap, or a goblin. Trap, okay. <laughs> so now the only thing you can play on a trap is another trap or a fairy royal. Okay. And I'm a trap. Hey. Wow. But I'll fairy queen then. Okay, so fairy <laughs> queen. <laughs> Just very lucky, good apparently. Thing, good thing I... Uh, I like the look of this trick, so I'm going to go with the fairy king. Oh, no! <laughs> so... My goodness! We're still looking here at the, the seven. If we can beat the seven... And you can't trap them. You can't trap the, the royals, and you can't goblin the royals. Oh, by the look on his face, I'm thinking that we're done. Do you have anything? No. Higher than a winter seven. Oh, I'm guessing no. Okay. Okay. I don't either. Okay, here we go. So, isn't it wonderful when the person showing you the game gets all the points? <laughs> so now, we count up our stashes. You get one point for every regular fairy. No points for goblins or traps. And two points so for every fairy royal. Did I have the epic blue one? It's, a, it's not a bad thing to not be good at catching berries and stuff in the middle bag. I'm just not a hater like that. Not in your hand, no. But you don't actually add the points that are on there. It's just one Um, and say I had like a, a two spring or two summer, I would get a two summer. What I got? I got four. And that would just be the choice to. Oh my goodness. I'm usually not scared of games. I played you. I usually be in the middle. I had 21. I had 20, so you got there. Hey, I did it. You know what? You're welcome. I took a goblin and. Stole one of my goblins. Oh, there you go. Perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Fairy season. Very cool. Hey everybody, Kurt here from the MFG cast at Gen Con again, day two. This is Friday. Well, actually, it's kind of day three for us, but Wednesday was just kind of getting badges, being really tired, and kind of just wanting to go to bed. But it's an another nice day. We're actually at Good Games Publishing. We're here with Joel Lewis, <laughs> the creator of Fluttering Souls. An awesome little, uh, what would you call this game exactly? I guess a set collecting kind of card drafting game. It has variable layouts, variable kind of sets. 
Um, yeah, it's a cute little butterfly game. It takes about 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> All right, so Joel is full of lots of information. So, <laughs> so maybe you, have, you basically you have this awesome tableau. You you have uh, kind of a setup. Each round you'll kind of flip over a little setup card that kind of shows you where you need to set up your cards for your butterflies. And um, some are face up and some are face down. And as you're kind of going, you've you kind of use these set collections with these different butterflies as you go to get different points. Um, but there's also another way to kind of, for the interaction, you've got the great egg fly, which kind of you can exchange it with another card, and you can kind of block people's way from them from getting other stuff. So now that I've now that I've gotten a little bit into, it, I'm gonna have Joel explain a little bit more how that kind of all shapes out as it goes. Yeah. So after you've um, shuffled out your 21 butterflies, um, you'll have a layout card, and you throw out the great egg fly to the side, make sure that this is kept to the side. When you put down your 18 cards, they're going to be two kept over to the side face down. So when you're actually looking at the deck, you can't card count because you've got some hidden information, you've got some that are left out. So as you go through, you're trying to complete your set. Some of them are very, very powerful, but there's only limited cards in the game, so you can't quite complete your set. So there's a bit of risk in there. Um, there's also a lot of player interaction about manipulating the flow and how you can collect them by blocking each other with the great eggplant and stuff like that. So at the end of the round, when you finish the, uh, going through the cards, uh, whoever's got the most points wins, best three out of five. And you're collecting a little white butterfly, and the concept behind that is there's a Japanese legend about the white butterfly. Um, the white butterfly brings souls of the living, or souls of the dead, back to the world of the living to visit their relatives and stuff. So the idea is you're trying to collect, with, connect with the souls of the you know, ones that have been lost. Very awesome. So, where where did the idea from this come from? So the game itself um, started its life as an 18-card micro game competition. Now, it was originally going to be a Gen Con uh, entry about two years ago. But after playing through, 18 cards just wasn't enough. Um, there was perfect information. You couldn't real. You could basically look at the game and predict who was going to win from the get-go. Um, so we had to add the hidden information, and then that worked out really cool. But then we're like, we need more layouts. You know, there is some variability in the face-down, face-up cards, but we need to add more layouts. So literally thousands of playtesting of different variations. We've come up with a lot of 15 that are really well, really well balanced between first and second player advantages. Um, the theme was kind of pasted on after. Um, I had wanted to do something with butterflies. Butterflies had quite a significance to, to my family. And when I read that story, when I was researching, uh, there were some really cool butterfly stories, like Irish butterfly that can jump through realms and go into some fantasy universe and then pop out somewhere else. That was really cool, but it didn't seem to work. And then I came across this story, and it gave me goosebumps. It really hit, hit home, and that's where we went with it. Very nice. So this is your first game being published by a major publisher and stuff like that. So, and you're at Gen Con now, showing it to the masses and stuff like that. Kind of tell us the feeling of being just kind of in the middle of all that. I, well, I've got goosebumps now. I think every time I look around, every 15 minutes, I end up with goosebumps. Like <laughs> from the most isolated capital city in the world, I never ever imagined I'd end up anywhere like this. Like I'm walking around and meeting people that I've only seen in you know, YouTube reviews, meeting my favorite podcasters, and you know, it's it's pretty surreal. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you're going to be here quite a bit doing this kind of thing. Are, is there going to be some personal time where you can actually go and find something? You're like, I've been looking for this forever, and now I'm going to be able to grab this to bring home to my family. 
I have been running around like a headless chook for the hour before it opens to the public, um, just absorbing as much as I can. The wife gave me a budget and said, you can come home with whatever you want, as long as it's within that budget. Um, I've got a few that I've been looking for for a while, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked with that. Yeah, um, maybe later I'll get a chance to walk around and find some gems I've never heard of, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited about this game, guys. If you've ever, if you've never heard of it, just go on Good Games Publishing, find their website, find Fluttering Souls. It's really fun. The, the um, art is just very beautiful. It really draws you in, and we're really excited about it. And thanks, Joel, for coming on and talk to us. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for talking to me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to part one of our interview series from Gen Con 2019. Join us next week as we do part two and we gauge our reactions from Gen Con 2019. So join us next week and thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.